All right, family, welcome to part two of my real estate journey. So once we got a mentor, uh, once we got a mentor, we paid for him to come out. Things start, you know, things, things start to rock and roll. Um, I start, uh, most of my, uh, most of my deals when I first started comes directly with networking, connecting with realtors, networking, connecting with realtors to get pocket listing, uh, which means these are property before they listed on M- on the MOS. Um, you're able to connect with them. So they call you and, and, and see if you want to put in an offer on it first before they put it out to uh, the rest of the people. So, um, but uh, as we started fixing flip and I was starting to do, you know, four to five flips at a time. So there was a point where we got, we had almost over a million dollar tied up in uh, whole, the whole fix and flip game. Then um, it was starting to get to the point where it was too much. It was too much for me to, um, it was too much for me to handle. And uh, my life, which my, my lifestyle was just crazy. Crazy as in, you know, I was waking up five, six o'clock in the morning dealing with subcontractor, general contractor. And working until like 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And, um, you know, and then I got to the point where I just rethink and sit down and kind of rethink why I got into real estate. What was the ultimate goal? Um, you know, and the thing is, you know, when you get into real estate, my wife and I, it's, it's, it's not just about the money, but it's about the freedom. Uh, freedom of time, get to be able to do whatever we want, right? And, um, I mean, you know, you can make a lot of money, but if you don't have the time to enjoy it, then what is the point? So once I realized it and, and refocus of what my, I want my life to be, and we also at the, at the same time was pretty much tap out. Um, I, I, I just couldn't leverage. I just couldn't leverage anymore. You know, we, we, we tie a bunch of money up. We got, we were able to connect with a, um, a, a local bank and uh, so that's where we got the cash from is uh, leveraging the bank's money and we got to the point where we have so much money tied up that I was tapped out that I couldn't le- leverage anymore so and one day I went to a local uh, mastermind meetup and they mentioned something about this property it was on the market but it, it just got taken off the market and, uh, and a couple of them mentioned that, hey, this is a really good area that if you, if, you know, if this house was going for this much, I would totally buy it and yada, yada, yada. Right when I heard that, I went home and um, searched up the address and sent the seller a letter saying, hey, my name is Kong. I, uh, I work with uh, some local investor in the area. Would like to buy your house for cash. And, um, well, the seller calls me. We chat on the phone. We didn't agree, uh, come to an agreement on a price on the first phone call. We chat on the second phone call. And then on the third, we're able to come to an agreement. And uh, one day I was, I was w- walking in Home Depot and I got a call from her. And she said, hey, you know what? I'm ready to sell the property now. Because at first they wanted like 300000 and I offered them like two ten or something like that. I can't remember exact, the exact number, but it was, uh, it was extremely low. And uh, I think we came to an agreement like 220 or something like that. And she said, hey, I'm ready to sell now. Um, you know, where can we meet? So uh, believe it or not, but um, we meet at McDonald's, got the contract signed at McDonald's. And um, went and uh, turned that uh, purchase and sale agreement into uh, the title company, got escrow open. The next thing I did was I marketed the deal to find the cash buyer. 
found the buyer within um, within two days and then uh, did a seven days closing on it and my first wholesale deal was twenty thousand four hundred something change we did it we ended up doing a double closing on it um, because we didn't uh, because the assignment fee was so large we didn't want the end buyer to find out uh, how much we were making on the deal so that was my first wholesale deal and from that moment on it opened up uh, a new path for me and the new path was I was like you know what I could have never made that kind of money when I was fixing and flipping. You know, it takes me four to five months to fix a property up, list uh, list the property, and have to sell the property to make that kind of profit. And it was like, you know, and there's just so much risk involved in the whole fix and flip game. And uh, basically, I was just not good at it, right? And uh, you know, there are people out there that are successfully built a team that's systemized their fix and flip. But I gotta tell you. Um, you know, knowing what I know now, I talk to more people now and ex- uh, I'm able to expand my network, um, you know, uh, with people. Um, wholesaler have the best lifestyle. The fix and flip seems like always stressing out, working all the time. And uh, I only, I, you know, so far everybody that I have speak with, uh, like, that got into the whole fix and flip or is fix and flip, it's extremely, you know, stressful and uh, they work all the time. So the reason why when we first started, we didn't start out wholesaling and we head into the whole fix and flip game. And I wish that if the one thing that I wish if, if I could start over and that is to mainly focus on wholesaling and don't do any kind of fix and flip at all, period. Um, I mean, you, you know, I, you, you guys probably heard people said hotel. Hotel is where you just buy the property up. You don't like you don't need to do anything and you just pop it right back on the market. Maybe you clean it out and, and mow the grass, but that's it. And then you just pop it back on the market and uh, you just pop it back on the market and sell it for as is retail value and attract more of those, uh, you know, retail buyer. And that's what it calls a hotel. Um, but I wish when I first started to start over, I would just focus on wholesaling. And the reason why I didn't focus on wholesaling and I pushed it away when, when, when I first started is I was like, you know, why would I want to make five to $10,000 when I can buy the property, fix it up and make, you know, 30, 40, $50,000. But I didn't plan the amount of time, work, the risk involved in it. And um, it's always a potential number, right? Times, you know, contractor was never doing their thing and you have to babysit them. So all kind of headaches that goes along with making the larger money. Um, but it was never guaranteed, right? Um, you know, we, you go in there, you rehab, you open the wall. For those of you who experienced, who went through the whole fix and flip game and didn't have the good experience, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I, I, I did it for like three, I think like three, three and a half years or something like that. And, um, you know, the potential was always, okay, we're going to make 30000 50000 on it and then end up to be like one, one of the deal we walk away may, making 5000 after not after probably six, seven months of work. And But I was fortunate enough that uh, none of my uh, whole fix and flip deal, um, like uh, we didn't lose money on it. Um, the, the smallest one that we made on it was $5,000. Um, but it's just there's 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 just too much risk involved and the time involved um and the lifestyle it's 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 just not the same so anyways so with that first one um you know at this time now I said like, you know what my wife and I decided to stop the whole fix and flip game and just focus on wholesaling and then after we wholesale wholesale for a while 
Um, then we started to, you know, I started to uh, find some YouTube video and people were mentioning about virtual wholesaling. And that's, and then I did my first virtual deal where, you know, I was able to lock the property up on a contract over the phone. Um, you know, never seen the, never met the seller, never seen the property, never seen the buyer and able to close it and got the deal done. I think that one we made like 15 or 20 K on it. And that opened up another new path for me. So I completely decided, you know, from that moment on that I'm not going to go and meet the seller at all. Anything that I do is going to be virtual. So when you set your mindset as far as anything is virtual, when things comes up to you where you where they be like, well, you got to go see your well, you got to go see the property to make me an offer on it. You will find a way to handle that objection. Right. So I decided on that day, I don't care if if they either willing to work with us doing it virtual or if they the one who say, hey, you got to go see my property uh, so I can do this deal with you, then they are not my potential client. Um, I mean, have we passed on deals where uh, I could have gone and, and meet the seller? Yes, but I decided, you know what? You can't win them all, right? You can't catch everything. So maybe those are for somebody else. But so now we just, you know, based on that, and and, and when every single time when things comes up, where we just got to figure out, well, how can we do it virtual? How can we do it virtual? And it's just all from learning from other people. And I'm telling you, the key to being able to close a deal virtually is knowing how to talk to the seller, communicate, and being able to get the commitment to lock it up under contract all over the phone. It's all about how do you handle that phone call and what you need to say to get that property locked up under contract over the phone. That is the key. Because most people will get stuck when the seller say, well, why don't you make me an offer? Then you'd be like, well, uh, okay, well, can I go and see the property tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. No, there's a way that you know how to say it. You can actually lock it up on a contract all over the phone without ever physically being there or needing anybody to be there on your on your behalf or on your company. So right now, so we scale our business up to, um, you know, we got about seven or eight VA. They're all from the Philippines. One of my purchase managers is actually the only one that's from here locally with us. But the rest of the girls are from the Philippines. All these girls know nothing about real estate in the early 20s, know nothing about real estate, and um, were able to train up using my, uh, using my script, train them up. They're able to gather. So there's two parts. There's, 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 there's two parts to the script once they called in. They, you know, we filter the call. Once the call is being filtered, the seller is motivated or interested in receiving a cash offer. Then it will set. Then we will set an appointment for the purchase manager to call back to make the offer and to lock it up. And if we can't come to an agreement, then what we do is we send that back that lead back into the back to the person that talks to the seller the first time for them to follow up until we can get that property locked up on the contract. Um, but that's pretty much the, our whole main business now is doing it virtually. We're in, um, we're in six or seven different market and, uh, we spend about 30 to 40,000 a month now on uh, direct mail. So we do a lot of postcard. Uh, we used to do a lot of letters, the yellow letters, but now we're just main, main, mainly focus on, um, postcards. We do uh, a little bit of PPC. I would say 90, uh, 95, 95% is direct mail postcard. Five percent, you know, two and a half percent. We do from Facebook, PPC, and um, uh, we also do some uh, Facebook ad as well. 
So, anyways, that's that's the whole entire story, you guys. And um, you know, we're still trying to grow. And our right now, our ultimate goal, or actually the goal now, is to get to three fifty a month. Right now, we're pushing about two fifty a month, and we're trying to get to that three uh, three fifty. The ultimate goal is to one day um, being able to generate a million bucks uh, a million bucks a month. But uh, for those of you who's interested in learning about this business and how you can actually turn your annual income into monthly, even weekly, if that's what you truly desire, then uh, subscribe to the channel. I'd love to share with you and teach you everything that I have learned and I, I will be learning so you too can um, you know, take it, uh, implement, duplicate, copy it, and go out there and create your own success. And I remember listening to this one guy and his name is Bob Proctor. And he said, you know, people that makes 100000 a year, not because they want to make 100000 a year, it's because they don't know how to do it in a month. So I'm going to show you how it's done through wholesaling real estates. Thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the best. Good luck. And um, stay committed, right? Stay committed. And let's take our life, our business to a whole nother level. I'll see you in the next one. Ciao.